You're listening to the My NFT Journey podcast. Each week our host Andy Storch will share his journey and newly found passion for non-fungible tokens. All right, I'm joined now by uh, Adam Waltz, who is a client and friend of mine and now fellow NFT DGen. Uh, Adam, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, Andy. Thanks for uh, giving me the red pill and taking me down the rabbit hole. <laughs> now, you are a you know another corporate professional like me. You've worked in consulting. You, you work for a big software company. You're not like this you know tech nerd. I always like to say, like coming out of this from years of like going deep into the blockchain and understanding this stuff. You come at it more from investor collector. What's been your experience? I understand you you got into crypto a few years ago or earlier than this year, right? I'd love to share some of your journey and maybe some lessons with people who are listening. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I guess my story kind of goes back 2018. I kind of, you know, ran into some friends that over the holidays were talking about Bitcoin and all of this stuff. It seemed pretty high. Ethereum looked pretty good. And then this other token XRP or Ripple looked good. So I ended up just kind of putting some, you know, one-time shot of money in, and then actually did some dollar cost averaging okay. on Ethereum for one year. How, how, much, uh, how end, much are we talking? Can I ask yeah, you? Yeah. So at the end of that year, it was about $10,000, but I had 10 ETH and over 4,000 Ripple. Okay. Interesting. So and ETH then was, honestly, was like honestly, around 1,000? Yeah. Well, yeah, I think, I think that's about right. Yeah. About a thousand dollars for Ethereum at the time. And then okay. I kind of walked away from the space. I got really interested in real estate investing, setting up some rental properties, you know, Airbnb kind of model. So I, I, I don't know, I found this fire community yeah. and was really interested in, Ooh, you know, side hustles are interesting. How do I set up some passive income streams? So maybe someday when, when I'm done kind of in corporate America, right. I could retire more comfortably. So I just saw it as like, Oh, this is interesting. Let me put some money in. And honestly, I like Rip Van Winkle went to sleep, woke up three years later. And then, and then you and other people were just, you know, talking NFTs all day, every day. That's right. Yeah. Then you're like, all these people are talking about this stuff. And oh, I have some Ethereum. That's interesting. I also just to comment, like I've gotten a little bit, my dipping my toe into the FIRE community, which stands for financial independence, retire early or FI community. I found that the FI community tends to be fairly conservative. They like real estate and index funds. When you bring up crypto and NFTs, most people are like, run away, run away. Don't talk to me about that stuff. But it's cool that you got in there early. That's, that's completely right. And, but it is interesting to see, you know, now institutional investors or FI community, I think it's, yeah. it's now become safe enough where people are saying maybe 1% of my portfolio, maybe 5% of my portfolio could be in this rocket ship, high volatility type thing. But yeah. Hey, if Bitcoin hits a hundred thousand, you know, a million bucks, you know, down, down the road, it's a long-term set it and forget it, play dollar cost average in. Yep. And this could just be a way to diversify and get me exposed to something else. Yeah. Dollar cost averaging is key. So you can kind of smooth out the ups and downs, but the reason we're, we're recording this in December, 2021, Bitcoin, I think right now is around 50,000 Ethereum's around 4,000. And the reason I'm still bullish on buying those is because of, like you said, I think once the corporate you know, the companies start getting in. If there's enough proof, Bitcoin hits 100K. I think we're going to see a lot of big companies starting to move a percentage of cash, institutional, you know, the wealth advisors actually recommending their clients get into it. And that's going to keep pushing it up higher and higher and becoming more and more popular. But that's just a, you know, speculation on my part. We'll, we'll see what actually happens. But this podcast is more about NFTs. So yep. how did you start getting into NFTs? 
Honestly, well, I mean, you probably know a little bit of the story. We had you at our organization talking about careers, you know, yeah. owning your career, kind of taking yeah. charge. And, and by the way, like, let me shill uh, to use the NFT community. Like Andy Storch is amazing, right? So <laughs> you haven't bought his book. You haven't taken his course. You know, you're not exposed to him or following him on, on LinkedIn. You're doing it wrong, quite frankly. But I know you've grown an amazing community. Flags. I love the content that you're putting out, but one of the revelations that I was having, you know, kind of sitting, sitting back, kind of consuming this content, thinking about my career, yeah. you know, you, you know, just side conversations with you was this NFT space and just yeah. how energized you were about it. And Gary V and Tom Bilyeu and like yeah. people that I had seen or heard of, you know, a couple of years ago, but I hadn't tuned into them recently. Right. And so, yeah, I don't know. It was just kind of one evening, you know, flipping on YouTube and starting to consume some of the content. Right. And yeah, the more I started learning about Web3, you know, DeFi, mm -hmm. I mean, this space goes deep. And yeah. some of these people are saying really smart people are mm -hmm. saying this isn't as important of a revolution as the internet. Absolutely. Like this is paradigm shifting Absolutely. stuff. Agreed. So I, I love that you're willing to do this podcast, kind of talking yeah. about your own experience. You know, yeah. as we go from complete rookie, didn't know it, that's dumb. Why are people paying th thousands of dollars for right. JPEG? Pictures, yeah. You now going, oh, this is actually an active way for me to invest in utility and like yeah. just take stuff out of the bank account that was just sitting there. Yeah. Uh, in this case, like ETH in a bank account, kind of, you know, going up but I can invest it in NFTs that will hold value because they're pegged to ETH. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's it's mind-blowing. Um, I published an episode a while back, episode nine, was why it's still so early in NFT space. So if you're thinking, well, listening to Adam's story, like, oh, I'm late to the game. Like, you're not. It's still early. But I believe we are in, you know, the dot-com 1998. I don't know if we're in 96, 98, or 2000. It's, it's hard to tell where we mm. are. But this is a major revolution that's going to change everything the way in the way we work and the way we do business commerce all that sort of stuff it's all going to be digitized tokenized on the blockchain decentralized and i like being into the space and why i tell people like you don't even have to invest that much or anything just educate yourself and be ready because this is what's coming it's kind of like with web 2 if you're in marketing even if you don't have your own instagram profile you better know about social media you better know like what's going on in that space and what's going on with digital marketing this is web three, this is about, you know, blockchain and all that sort of stuff. So as you, you started watching the YouTube videos and, and learning about it, getting into it, what was your first NFT purchase? What did, what did that look like? Yeah. So, well, this gets into the D-Y-O-R uh, acronym that you'll yeah. run into a lot, but do your, do own, your research. own research. You can listen to these influencers, you can read stuff and the day it's your money. You, you need to make a call for me. Look, I think another big differentiator for me, Andy, was for years, I've been consuming content on bigger pockets, mm -hmm. you know, reading about kind of real estate investing yep. and going from zero to one was really, really hard and scary. Mm. But since then, now my wife and I have five rental properties Nice. and there's this mentality of once you get the confidence and you've seen success, yep. it's really easy to get your sixth or your seventh or your eighth. Yeah. Right. And so I, I guess I walked into NFTs kind of thinking, um, I if I'm not careful, I'm going to sit on the sidelines and, you know, a year mm. from now, yeah. I will still hold zero NFTs. Mm. So I actually made a decision, yeah. uh, you know, kind of attending your course. And I think I even sent you this within 30 days, I will have my first NFT. Yeah. Now just I'll jump to the end of the story real quick. I'm about 45 days in, 
I've probably spent $40,000 on NFTs. So <laughs> I'm, I am deep into the game. Yeah, I'm about it, out yeah. of money. So, right. so it can't, it can't persist at this pace, yeah. but, but honestly, if I take you back to the, the origin story, yeah. I found kind of this to me, funny art. It was a Donald Trump set yeah. called orange men. Yeah. It ended up being on the Solana network, which I didn't okay. really understand the difference of Ethereum networks or Polygon yeah. or this. Yeah. It basically ended up being a rug pull. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. So, so, so I, for reference for our listeners, rug pull is basically like, it's a scam basically. Yeah. And, and I think it was less that, you know, like maybe there was, uh, you know, there were, I think they just thought this was going to kill, you know, and it was going to mm. instantly sell out and their entire roadmap was contingent on kind of getting money. Yeah. But honestly, like, you know, just, I looked at a roster of upcoming mints. I kind of wanted, I read enough to say, Oh, don't buy in the secondary market, like get in kind of ground floor. Yeah. I found this project seemed interesting, went to Twitter, 10,000 followers, kind of interesting. Mm. First couple tweets, couple hundred people interaction. Yeah. Go to their Discord. That's kind of like the next level of, yeah. of research. Again, 5,000 people seemed like an active community. I'm like, this is legit. It's funny. It's ironic. Yeah. You know, Don Donald Trump, again, I don't want to get into like politics, but you know, <laughs> like, it, yeah, it was like, okay, if I'm going to collect something and to right. kind of timestamp, you know, yeah. my entry into to NFTs, yeah. why not this versus, you know, pudgy penguins or, you know, name, right. name that adjective and, and animal. Right. So, so I put some money in and then within two weeks, basically all of the energy died. The floor price dropped basically down to zero. Mm. I think only like two or three of these even sold. And then it became clear that I was just kind of in an empty warehouse with like five people and oh. the creators, you know, got, got yeah. rich. Wow. Interesting. Well, you're, you're not alone. My first mint was also a rug pull, but it was like, it was more full on scam. Like there's nothing behind it than what you went through was I told the story on the podcast called Queenship and it was yeah complete rug pull. And that was back in August of uh, 2021. So that's interesting. You get your experience, like you learn from that experience. What, what, what is something you took away? Is there something you could have done differently? Because I'm sure people listen and go, crap, I'm going to get into NFTs and I'm going to get scammed out of something. Yeah. I Well, again, the DYOR and I learned, okay, Twitter, Discord, you got to check it out. Yeah. I checked it out for five minutes. Yeah. What you really need to do is check it out for five days. Yeah. You know, it's almost like if you are buying a house, like come back at different times of the day, like mm -hmm. walk around the neighborhood, like get yeah. a feel for what's going on yep. um, to really understand the context. There's so much FOMO and urgency and this thing's going immediately yep. that you kind of pressure yourself into taking quick action. And with just a little bit more research and time, I think, I think it would have become very apparent, but, but like you, I kind of put that in my NFT education, uh, yep. you know, tuition yes, payment. Funds. That's right. Yeah. And, and by the way, I also, um, because I'd never been in discord in my life before there was another project that I was interested in, got a DM, went to the wrong link, mm. you know, sent a thousand bucks to, you know, somebody who 15 years ago was probably doing the Nigerian Prince, uh, scam, you know, to, to, to our grandmas. So right. Right. That, that person's still out there and they're still oh, very man. successful. And, oh. and again, now I'm, you know, 30, 40 days into the game. Yeah. I'm getting hundreds of these things, yeah. but I will tell you what, when you log in and you only yeah. have one project and you've got one friend yeah. and then all of a sudden this thing that you've been following shows up. Yeah. 
it's like, whoa, you know, like, and, and it's typically time bound. So again, this whole idea of like false urgency and the big tip or lesson for me, Andy is patience that even though two weeks in this game feels like two years, like in real life, yeah, like taking a little bit more time than you would naturally do. Yeah. That that's what I'm doing now for all, all the projects that I'm investing in. Yeah. That's so it's, it's so, so spot on. I've made so many mistakes and usually patients would have solved that a big one recently that if I had just had patience, then um, I wouldn't have lost so much money, but you know, this stuff happens and the wins uh, out, outlast the gains, right. Especially with patients. What are a couple of like big questions you had going into this that you had to go figure out you were like trying to, trying to get, you know, either researching or asking people. Well, I, you know, I think one of them was, am I a flipper or am I a long-term investor? Mm. Right. And it's interesting. You know, I remember one of Gary V's original videos, like 98% of NFTs will go to zero. Yeah. So, you know, and I kind of believe that, right. That mm-hmm. a lot of these are flash in the pan. A lot yeah. of these have utility for like a couple of weeks or a couple mm-hmm. of months, but they're not necessarily long-term plays. So it's interesting. I think you can be successful in either context, right? There's lots of people like this kid, Shamdu, that I follow. Mm. I say kid because he's 16. Mm. He's in high school. I don't know if you know his story. No. Uh, so he run, he started up an NFT collection called Head Dow. I've okay. actually got a, a couple of these. Um, Head Dow, or, you know, the, was it decentralized autonomous, autonomous organization? Yeah. Organization, right? So kind of everyone gets a vote and it's kind of like a shareholders meeting. Mm-hmm. They created Treasury, they bought two crypto punks. They've wow. got a, a, a bored ape. They've got a Fidenza, which by the way, the floor of those art pieces is like a hundred ETH Yeah, and, and a few others, right? Some mutant apes, which I think you got into. Yep. So anyways, it's kind of this fractional share system, but yeah. you know, you get kind of a, a say in this, but here's this literally kid, 16 year old, who's like yeah. in between classes in high school his friends, by the way, don't know any, you know, don't right. really understand the extent of this because he right. is kind of anonymous online. Yep. His mom knows what's going on, by the way. Okay. Yeah. Couldn't really find any information except for one podcast on him, but I was curious. Yeah. But you kind of bet on talent and you bet on community and yeah. you can see him investing in blue chip mm-hmm. is more of a long-term play yeah. than the thousand projects that are coming out here yeah. where you grind to get on white lists. So then you mint, you know, one or two, and then you try and cover your costs by like immediately mm-hmm. selling before or after the reveal yep. or snipe rare trade, something like that. So, so anyways, I think the big question for me walking in was, and I'm still kind of thinking about is yeah. what percentage of my portfolio is more set it and forget it long-term hold, like just rip Van Winkle, wake up four years from now and right. A, does it exist? And B, how valuable is it? <laughs> yeah. Or you know, kind of, it is fun and interesting to get in, you know, every single day, there's an interesting drop from interesting creators, like Pepsi had an NFT drop this morning, right? Like Budweiser very recently. Yeah. So, so, um, so I think that's kind of a question that I'm asking myself, still kind of figuring it out. My heart probably says more long-term, but if you Mm -hmm. looked at my actions, it's probably, you know, chasing after mints with, good stories right now that I have no clue, you know, three months from now, if they'll even be here. Right. You don't know where they're going to go. So yeah, that's a good question. I think we all need to wrestle with and, and like, do our actions match our, our what we say, because I say I'm a long-term investor, but I've done some flips and fo- gotten, you know, FOMO and jumped into things that I shouldn't have and, and lost money as a result. So, it, you know, it's about patience and discipline and really, you know, self-awareness and knowing, you know, what you're investing in and why, 
that kind of thing. Last question, Adam, we're going to wrap up. Why are you so excited about this space for the future? What are you excited about? Oh, man. And then if we have time, I want to ask you one question. Okay. okay. What am I most excited about? I mean, the metaverse is going to be huge. Yeah. Um, and so more and more of these NFTs moving away from just, you know, JPEGs, right click save, you know, yeah. to things that are connected to tokenomics, to utility, to metaverse plays, you know, buy, again, I kind of mentioned I'm a real estate guy. So like buying land in yeah. Sandbox, Decentraland, like yeah. there's all of these different plays and it is kind of this ready player one future where, mm -hmm. you know, for a long time, I played, you know, different games, you know, World of Warcraft, Sims, yeah. you know, mobile games. You can build up your character, you get all these things and then yep. you can't take them anywhere and you can't right. cash them out. Right. And so I think the most exciting thing is this interoperability across all of these ecosystems. And it's attached to, you know, Bitcoin, Ethereum, altcoins, which I think historically, you're right. We are in the first inning of a baseball game yep. and it is, there's going to be volatility, but I would bet a lot that this is going to not double or triple like you're talking 10x, 100x. So a little exposure here. I know 40,000 sounds crazy. Again, let's let's remember, this is really important. Yeah. With my wife, she would kill me if I just, you know, took $40,000 out of our savings account and played right. with NFTs. Yeah, I'm doing this because I dollar cost averaged in in 2018. Yeah. I spent a grand total of $10,000. And all of a sudden I had, you know, $50,000, $60,000 to kind of play around with. Right. Almost like it was, uh, you know, it was casino money. Mm -hmm. Um, so I guess that's, that's like the it. thing that that's the thing that I'm excited about is I think we're just getting started. It's, it's, we are going to the moon. It's just how, yeah. how long will it take? Right. Yeah. And that how are we going to get there? And that's interoperability of between games, I think is just massive. That's right. Yeah. It, it, this is all macroeconomic scale. NFTs are going to be everything just a matter of like, which ones are going to win? How are we going to get there? What's it going to look like? How long is it going to take? These are the questions, but things seem to be moving fast. Okay, uh, before we wrap up, what's your question for me? My question for you, I just mentioned my wife right there and getting her kind of on board. And it's easy yeah. because I'm kind of playing with house money right now. Yeah. But at some point, if I do want to continue investing moving forward, yeah. it's critical, right? That you've yeah. got people around you that you love, that I don't want to be the degen gambler, like doing this yeah. in secret accounts. I, so I love that you are transparent. You're named on Discord. You, you're attaching your personal identity and reputation to yeah. this. And even on the podcast, you're talking about, you know, conversations with your wife, investing your money. So yeah. I guess what advice or tips do you have for other investors who, again, they're super excited, mm -hmm. they've drank the Kool-Aid yeah. and all of a sudden they find themselves in a position where you know, they want to spend more money in yeah. or invest in this, yeah. but they need to get their spouse on board. Yeah, that's uh, it's, it's an interesting question. You have that almost any type of investment or thing you want to do. I think that communication is is so important. And the times when I just like acted on my own, um, I've made poorer decisions than when I brought my wife into the conversation. Um, for me, like I brought her in early because Gary Vee was talking about it and we knew he was going to be launching his project. And I was like, I think we need to invest a significant amount of money in this. And she wasn't that familiar with him. So I'm sending her podcasts and like, you need to listen to this, check this out. And like, getting her on board. So I think a lot of conversations, you know, you probably can't expect your spouse or significant other to like go dive into a bunch of discords if that's what you're into. Right. <laughs> but if you can lay it out and like say, Hey, you know, listen to this one interview. Like I send a bunch of people interviews that like Tom Bilyeu's done on impact theory about like the future of 
cryptocurrency and and you know non fungible tokens or Gary V or you know send them this podcast you know like a couple things like this is why I'm excited about this space this is where things are going I think it would be worth it for us to dip our toe in the water and and you know try to invest a couple hundred few hundred dollars in one or two things follow it and see what it does let's have an agreement that we always discuss every decision that we make and I won't sneak off and do things on my own and hopefully you can actually keep to that like I said I wish I had but you know I, you can't expect every, your your significant other always to be excited about things that you're excited about you know typically there's one person who gets excited about finances and the other person doesn't in a in a relationship but you want to try to get them on board and I, I would always, I would start with the macro of like this is this is like you said this is the internet this is how things are changing I think that it's worth it for us to take a look at this and and try to get involved and and just like see where it goes right dip our toe in here's some people that I've listened to that I follow that I trust here's this content that you can consume you can go look up look it up on your own D Y O R as you said um, <laughs> but I would try to have more conversations about it and say like this is not just about some quick easy money cash grab like get rich quick get rich quick scheme. It's about like a bigger shift in our economy and I want to be part of it. And that's like the approach that I would take. Yeah. I love that, man. Well, well, again, thank you so much. It's an honor to, to be a guest on this podcast, to be in your orbit, man. You're, you're, you're an amazing person and shout out by the way to Bennett Phillips. Uh, We actually overlapped for about four seconds at PDI ninth house. So I remember Mm. going the very first time I came to San Francisco, I met up with Bennett And I remember going out for like a beer and he introduced me to people who worked at like Google and Facebook Mm. and all these amazing companies. I'm like, what is this world? Yeah. So anyways, how Bennett kind of introduced me to tech companies and that's where I'm at today in my career. I'm very happy. Yeah. Andy, you introduced me and really nudged me into NFTs. So, so for that, I I thank you, my friend. And, and again, thanks for all the content, all the contributions you put out and yeah, yeah, thanks for having me on. Well, thank you. And just quick context for those who are like, who is he talking about? Bennett was the first interview I did in the show. You can go back to episode six and seven. If you didn't listen to that, to hear him, he's one of my best friends in the world. Also got deep into this space, even deeper than both of us and uh, is an expert with his own following on Twitter and in Discord for all of his knowledge on NFTs. But I appreciate you acknowledging me and him. We all have so many great influences on us, on our journey, right, wherever we're going. And so I appreciate those of you tuning in. Like we can be an influence on you as you're learning about NFTs and on your own journey. And so thank you, Adam, again, for being here. And thanks everybody for tuning in. We'll talk to you next time.